Welcome to the Impactful Leaders Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Clark. For the last decade, I've had the privilege of learning from impactful leaders across the globe through my service in the Peace Corps and nonprofits. Their leadership has inspired me to highlight those among us who are truly impacting our world so that we may learn from them and be more impactful together. Yes, leadership can be learned. The guests on our show are providing direction, inspiration, and leading the way in their business and community through service. Are you ready to have an impact? Welcome to the Impactful Leaders Podcast. Hunter, thank you so much for showing up today. Yeah, I appreciate you having me, man. <laughs> um, can you go over a little bit about what you do, how long you've been doing it, and then we'll dig into it from there. Yeah, so I've been... I guess I started HP Designs, which is my first company back in 2018. Um, it kind of started as like a little part-time part-time deal. Yeah, yeah. And then um, uh, once I started the part-time, I knew it was going to be something I wanted to do full-time. So I kind of I left my full-time job and kind of made that leap and um, started it full-time in 2019. And then I you know, started a couple other companies since, um, but that's kind of been the, the main one, the main focus for the last few years, for sure. And it's basically a content creation company um, and marketing agency with video production, photography, graphic design, that type of stuff. Yeah. Is there, um, what kind of camera do you shoot on again? So I have multiple cameras, but the one I mainly shoot on is the A7 III. Okay, yeah, that's what it was. Um, yeah, and then we got the A9 um, waiting on the A1, but it's taking forever. Yeah, um, <laughs> I'm jealous of you on that one. That's the oh, one yeah. I shoot on. That's a, a bad camera. Actually, uh, <laughs> Sony, they're coming out with another one this week um, that's supposed to be even better than the A1. What are they calling it? I'm not sure. I don't, I'm not sure. They haven't released much information on it yet. They've been pumping out cameras like crazy. I don't know how they're. I don't either. Well, the crazy thing is that Sony's been, from a mirrorless standpoint, they've been so far of everyone else for so long, you know, and that's why you can get such a good camera for the price because they've been making mirrorless cameras for years before anyone else got into that into that side of stuff. So. Yeah, that's the interesting part because I know Canon didn't jump onto it because they thought it was going to die out. Mm -hmm. same thing why would anyone want a digital camera don't you want film and then <laughs> yeah. what's near this and I, I don't what do you think the next version of that is is there a, a next one yet I don't know man I think I think the biggest thing I mean obviously the biggest thing now everything's going to go to video you know photos are slowly kind of dying off you've seen it with Instagram's algorithms and all that mm -hmm. kind of stuff um photos are kind of going to the wayside. So I think the next big swing in cameras you're going to see like the A1 has shoots 8K, you know, like all these new cameras are going to be coming out that are shooting crazy stuff, almost like red cameras. Um, so I think the new wave of the new wave of cameras is going to be more so based on video than it will be photo. How has that affected you guys so far? I mean, it's good for us. Yeah. <laughs> it's good <laughs> no for us because our, our no main... wants to do video or edit it or. Yeah. I mean, and that's basically, that's what we specialize on is video, is video stuff. So from, from a marketing side, it's been really good for us because that's where everything's going. Yeah. So maybe could you talk a little bit about what exactly you do? Cause I think you, you're more than just the one-off person where you go and you just do one video for my, right. 
from what I remember, you travel around, you come up with the content for a month, you mm -hmm. edit it, you give it to them, and then you'll return in the next 30, 40 days, whatever the schedule is. Um, it, yeah, so basically, I still do one-off projects and stuff de depending on what it is. Yeah. But for the most part, most of my business is monthly clients. Um, and that's actually changed a lot what I've been doing from a production side because whereas we used to make a bunch of like YouTube videos and, you know, longer style videos, promo videos, stuff like that, it's all gone to reels and TikToks and, you know, so all the ratios have changed, you're shooting different, um, you know, where we would go in and, and make some really cool stuff from Premiere Pro now people all they want is stuff on reels and instagrams instagram reels and tiktoks whatever so you're going in and making videos that don't take as much time as they used to um so as you know from the marketing side the the market's always changing you know it's it's always evolving it's always changing that's right now that's definitely one of the big things that's changed in the video side is i mean there's youtube videos are still great they're still doing well promo wise but from a social media aspect, it's the reels right now. You know, that's kind of where, where we're going. And, but, you know, we do stuff on a monthly basis for people. So we'll, depending on what they want, we'll do one to five reels a week. Sometimes we'll do more than that. Oh um, just kind of, yeah, just it kind of depends on what they want. And then do you help them come up with the process? Like, are you getting mm -hmm. creative? Or are you just doing what you like? Do you find that you're a creative person or are you more of the serial entrepreneur? Are you somewhere in between? Cause so I'm kind of in between. Um, so I, you know, my guys are mainly more of the creative side. Um, mm -hmm. obviously I started the company as a creative, as making videos, as doing, being a photographer, stuff like that. Um, but my, where my specialty is, is, is connecting those things from a marketing side is connecting what basically we come into a company and they're like, Hey, this is what we want. This is kind of the image we want. And I take what they say. And then I make it into reality with videos and, and content and make it like a whole marketing package for them. Yeah, yeah. Normally I would ask companies, it's like, how do you, how do you encourage creative thinking? Mm. But I don't think you have that issue. I'm sure you yeah. guys have that are too creative sometimes like how do you dial that into like how do you manage that when you have these content guys and they are trying to push these crazy ideas for that video trying to become viral and all this other stuff where it's like you have to tone it back like how do you manage that? because <laughs> yeah they i think that starts with who you hire you know yeah i think it's it's when you hire someone you have to be pretty clear up front about hey look i know you like being creative i know we like doing like as a creative, we like doing crazy stuff and we like to get wild occasionally, <laughs> but we also have to keep in mind that we're doing stuff for clients. If it's stuff for HP designs or if it's stuff we're doing for us, I don't care. We can do whatever we want. But if we're doing stuff for clients, we got to keep in mind their brand, what they're trying to portray to their clients. Yeah. Um, you know, so that when you hire them one, you have to have that conversation up front because some people just want to come in. They just want to make a bunch of just crazy stuff. Yeah. And and sometimes you, and I've made the mistake, you know, you'll get wrapped up because like, man, this dude's badass at making videos. But then like you start working with him for like a month or two and you're like, 
I'm a, I'm about to throw this dude through the wall. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I can't, I can't take this. Like, he doesn't, they won't listen. But so, I mean, I've learned a lot from, from that aspect about hiring people and bringing on people. And I've, I've got a good team now and we're kind of all on the same page and they know, like I take them to visit the clients and stuff like that yeah. so that they, they get a feel of what it's like to be there and meet, meet with the people. And I can, I think that makes a big difference. And I think that would also make the customer feel good too, knowing these are the guys that are going to edit it or do they film it too? Or is it, they're the ones? It depends. So it's, it depends. It depends on what it is. So like I have a, I, each guy that I've got kind of does like their specialty. So like, I've got some guys that are really good with events. I've got some guys that are good with like music videos and stuff yep. like that. And he, you know, he kind of does those type things. Yeah. And then me and one of the other guys do more of like the, high i guess the high action type stuff like the boat dealerships motorcycle dealerships um uh boat manufacturers like all the kind of more high action type stuff him and i'll do that yeah um and then we all kind of split off like if it's just more corporate style where we're doing like recruiting videos and stuff we can pretty much all handle that type of stuff yeah do you have a favorite that you like doing specifically where you'll maybe well, we won't say it here maybe you would take a little cut because you know you really want to do it you know yeah i for sure anything to do with marine based so you know boats or surfing or whatever it may be from like a anything to do around water is kind of what my favorite thing is and that's that was my image when i started the company was doing stuff um around water like boat dealerships and boat uh -huh. manufacturers and you know we, we do a lot of stuff with blackfin boats and stuff like that so that's um i think that's probably my favorite to shoot um and then obviously anything with motorcycles you know if, if you know me <laughs> like if you know me at all you know that i'm i'm really big in a motorcycle so if anytime i can be around bikes it's it's always fun isn't that how you lost the a1 originally that you had you were in the ocean and <laughs> yeah yeah, that was down in the keys, actually. Was that for a client or for fun? Uh, that was for fun. That was for fun. Yeah, so it happens. And then so kind of going backwards a little bit, what originally motivated you to open up your first company? Were you so, always entrepreneurial? Were you not? Or Well, it's one of those things that I feel like... Um, I feel like a lot of people struggle with this question because I don't feel like, I don't think you know you're an entrepreneur until you're already an entrepreneur. You know what I mean? It doesn't yeah. matter what age you are. So like, I think um, I knew pretty early on, like I got into trucking kind of like out of a freak accident. You know, I was racing motorcycles back. Um, I think this is 2010, 2011, something like that. And I, I crashed and got messed up pretty good and kind of ended my racing for a long time. Um, and at the time, the guy that owned that team was the VP of operations for a trucking company. And, trucking as in like, yeah, like 18 wheeler stuff. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. got into like a trucking company. He got me into a trucking company just to, just so I could kind of get by because I wasn't yeah, racing yeah. anything anymore. Um, so I kind of got sucked into that world, you know, and it's, um, was not at all what I wanted to do. I was in it for a few years and I was like, man, I, I'm going to lose my mind doing this stuff. But I ended up, I stayed in it for like until 2018, you know, so how like, many years in total? 
Uh, that would have been like nine years. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, like nine years. Um, and it started out where I was doing like actually like dispatch and like load planning, like just miserable shit. I mean, the, the, some people love it and, and there's nothing wrong with that, but it was yeah. definitely not as a creative and as like a business owner. Like, can you imagine sitting at your desk dispatching loads all day? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. it's so bad. <laughs> like, but then like as the years went on, after a few years, I started doing more of the marketing side and I kind of found, I kind of got in pretty early with starting um, social media accounts for these trucking companies. And I would go in and basically like grow these social media accounts from like nothing to, you know, in some cases, some of them have like over 25,000 followers. Yeah. Yeah. So what, how did you get into that exactly? Were you just in the office one day and they needed someone to do social media and you're like, fuck it. Yes. So it started. So the biggest thing for obviously for trucking is finding good drivers. Right. So when you think of marketing, most people think of getting customers. Well, on, in my case, it was more from a recruiting side. So Mm -hmm. like my whole goal was to recruit drivers. Um, and obviously like as drivers, one of the big things that they do on their spare time is sit on their cell phone and watch social media. (laughs) Right. So, um, that was something I was capitalizing on. And that's kind of how I got started from the marketing side of things. Um, and then obviously as social media grew, so did the content that, that needed to go into it. So I started kind of like doing some photos and videos and stuff here on the side, kind of creating my own little business without really anyone knowing. Um, but I was kind of learning. I was taking what I had in the shitty situation that I was in. I was taking what I enjoyed and putting it into to a, the job that I was currently doing. And then it got to a point where like I was going I would, like another place would hire me and I'd kind of go there as another place would hire me. And I was going around kind of doing the social media stuff for all these trucking companies. And I'm, I sat on one day and we were in a meeting and they were talking about, I mean, like we would typically have probably anywhere between 10 to 15 people in orientation drivers every week. Yep. Um, and I remember I was sitting there looking at this, like looking at how much money the company was making per driver that was coming on. And it was a sole reflection of the work that, you know, me and my team were doing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, if I can do this for this company, doing something I don't like to do, what, like, I wonder what <laughs> I could do if I could do shit that I actually enjoy doing, you know? Yeah. And that's kind of where that thought came from. And, um, and that's when I started, I was like, the mo- like I had that idea and I had for, for so long, I'd been so miserable for so long. I was like, man, there's got to be a way for me to do this and do something that I enjoy doing. Were you so, always creative though? Like, were you no. into photography? Like, how did you get into that then? Because no. the only thing that I was kind of creative with and from like an entrepreneur standpoint is like, I used to make websites um, when, when I was younger. Like I started when I was like 15 or something like that. I would make websites and do stuff for like local people, or whatever, just make yeah, like yeah. $200 to make a website or something like that. Like, so I started that out when I was kind of young, but other than from that side, I was never really that creative. Um, I never really had an interest. Like I was always busy doing something. I was either like wakeboarding or I, you know, mm-hmm. got into racing when I was racing motorcycles. I was always doing something to kind of keep me busy. And then when it was time to like chill out and calm down, I'm like, Oh God, this is, I don't want to do this. 
So like I started kind of reaching out and doing things that I thought I might enjoy. Yeah. yeah. The first thing I, the first thing that came to me was photography. You know, I started photography. Um, I don't know. It's probably been probably 10 years or so since I've been, since I started that. But this would have already been after the accident. You already were in the company. So like how you're working, dispatching people. Mm-hmm. How exactly did you get into like doing photography and social media for these companies if you hadn't had the experience? Like, I'm just trying to like, so many people are probably in that situation mm-hmm. where they're in a yeah. crap job that they don't want to be in. Mm-hmm. Like, how did you, what was the opportunity or how did you know, like, like hey, that's what I need to do? Well, it, it was, it was kind of crazy because it was a perfect timing scenario too, because it was right about the time where social media was really getting big into business, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and it was kind of chat around the office, like, man, how can we get more drivers here? Like that's, I mean, that's what the, the talk is. Anytime you go into a trucking company, I guarantee you there's going to be at least one conversation a day. How we how can we get better drivers? How can we get more drivers? Um, and, you know, I kept hearing this. And of course, like, as I'm hearing this, I'm like, man, at the time I was like, man, what, what can I do to help alleviate this problem that, that all these companies continue to have? Um, so it, at that point, it was more of like an entrepreneur type thing. You know, I yeah. was doing stuff where I was building, like coming up with the, this idea to get more drivers, but it was in within a company. And that's, that's kind of how that, thought process started was like what they they have an issue but this company the company i work for has an issue how can i figure that out how can i fix that that's crazy and then you just slow like how long was it before you were running kind of like the quote-unquote marketing social media side and out of the ditch bat out of the dispatcher room uh probably after about five years Oh, wow. That took a while. So you were dispatching while coming up with the content and running all this other shit. Correct. I would do it at night. What kept you going? What, what were you being yeah. paid extra or what? Cause that's like, no, not at first, not the few years I was just doing it. Like just to try to help the company. Um, did you have like a, did you really like this company or what? No, I hated them. <laughs> so what kept... <laughs> This is such a unique situation. What? Yeah. Yeah. No, I was this not. Company. You hated the job. You're mm-hmm. doing overtime mm-hmm. to hire people into this company that you don't even like. Like, where mm-hmm. did you find the motivation to create content to attract people into this thing that you don't like? And then what kept you going? Like, why you even stayed there for that amount of time before they gave you more pay or what switched you over? Yeah. Well, the funny thing was is that once I started that and I did it once. Uh, and I got traction and stuff. Then other people started to reach out to me. Um, okay. And that's kind of when that's, I kind of went, went from a company to company kind of doing this kind of growing and helping and stuff. And it became more of like, almost like a consulting type thing almost. But that was after the five years. But that was after the five years. So, so during, during those five years. Mm, during the five years, I think I was bored. Yeah. <laughs> I was bored, you know, like I didn't like what I was doing from, from that side, but I felt like, man, you know, if I, maybe if I could help this company, then I could help others and maybe they'll see it and maybe I can go work for them and just do this full time Yeah, because I knew where I was, where I was, they weren't going to pay me to do what I was doing, but I kind of used that 
again, used that shitty situation and grew this account and kind of helped them get to where they, where they are. And yeah. And kind of use that to use as my um, portfolio, so to speak, you know? That so I went crazy. Yeah. I mean, it's the same thing I do now. Like, you know, now it's a lot easier because I can, I mean, I have years and probably hundreds of videos that I can send to people. But back then, like I had to have something. And the one thing that I knew that I could do was, was help them get more drivers. So I made kind of like a marketing plan, came up with this whole deal and laid it out and worked my ass off for, you know, three years. And then it kind of paid off. And then I, I went that to another company. I was like, Hey, this is what I did for them. And that's how I kind of got into it. That's amazing. That's a great story. I wish, I mean, it just shows like how many people are in those situations. Like if you can help solve a problem, eventually you can mm -hmm. use it to your advantage somehow. Yeah. Yeah, dude. It's, there's so many people that have such good ideas and there's so many people that are in the position that I was in that, you know, working nine to five and they're miserable and they're coming home and arguing with their spouse because they're, they hate their life and hate mm -hmm. what they're doing. But it's like, if people would just take, take that leap, you know, and burn the bridge, so to speak, and not give yourself a way out, you, you'll be surprised what you can get done. That's crazy. That's an awesome story. I'm glad, I'm glad we went down there because I, I worked before I left for Nicaragua. I was in Nicaragua for like three, four years. I was in the Amazon for a little bit. I remember you telling uh, about that. That's yeah. when you got into photography or something, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I was working at a grocery store, just stocking shelves for like the full year before, because I knew after between college and leaving, I yeah. knew that saving so that like, money. Why am I going to go to a job? And why go to a job where I'm just going to leave within a year? Like right. I don't want to be that guy. And then same thing after COVID, I came back, went back to the same grocery store. I was just stocking shelves while I was trying to find whatever, and I hated it. And that was before I came down here. Mm -hmm. So I can't even imagine, like, to be honest, I would like to think that I would be the kind of guy that would start like a TikTok thing that would help bring people in or help bring employees in right? and keep going. But honestly, I don't think I would have even have come up with or done what you did, like working and creating this stuff on the, on, on my downtime to help the store. Yeah. Well, and, and the, the weird thing is too, is that like, people when I when I tell people that story like they're like man like why would you help this company do this if you hate if you because I was miserable dude I did not like this place at all I'm not gonna say any names like yeah no no don't, please don't. um but I did not like this place at all I wasn't doing it for them I I knew that I I knew once I, I kept here I call it an echo when you hear something over and over again that someone's got an issue and you hear that shit over and over again that's a problem you know what I mean and I was like if the, the, there's a problem here and I, I, I'm pretty sure I can fix it. So like, I just kind of took that, took that and, and worked my ass off in the evenings. And, um, cause I knew that I knew that if I could do it for this one, I could do it for someone else. So that's amazing. I love that. <laughs> and look where it's come now. Look how far you've come too. Uh, it's, it's been good, man. It's been, it's been a fun ride for sure. It's been ups and downs and stuff, you know, COVID kind of um, affected us a lot. Um, yeah. But we kind of changed things. I shifted stuff and we, we made it work and yeah. we kept going. Solving other issues. Yep. yep. So, and that's actually when I started my second company was during COVID. <laughs> what's the second one now? The, it, 
it's basically a staffing company for video production, marketing, and graphic design artists. Interesting. Okay. So yeah. how does that work? Are you? So it's all project-based. It's all project. Okay. Right now, it's all project-based. I would like to get to the point to where it's, I would like to get to the point to where it's an actual, like, you know, we're hiring people for like full-time positions and stuff like that. Um, just not quite there yet, but right now it's, it's mainly, um, it's almost like outsourcing. You're like, I have so many people come to me every week yeah. saying, Hey, we need videos. And they're in like Texas or in California or in Utah. And it's like, dude, like I can't be at all these, we can't, you know, there's only a few of us. We can't be, but so many places at once. So instead of me, like trying to beat my head against the wall, I started finding people and making connections in other States um from video production guys that i know that i can trust that are really good and i go and meet with them and stuff like that um and then i kind of take those guys and you know if i get stuff in their area i'm like hey there's this guy needs a video and then i kind of take you know i'm up front yeah. with everybody i'm saying hey this is how much money i'm taking the rest is up to you guys i don't care as long as i get this this much out of it you're that's good so that that's been that's been pretty good too uh we'll have to have some talks then on that because yeah. I mean, again, I going back to that echo, you probably heard you heard that so many times and you decided there's a problem that needed to be fixed. Mm -hmm. That's the biggest yeah. thing. I don't think sometimes people realize you don't have to be. It doesn't you don't have to be super creative. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. You don't have to no. like it's just what problems are you trying to solve? And then figure out a way to make it easier for someone. I When I yeah. was working with some students at one point trying to teach them like the different parts of a business plan. Right. I would try, I was trying to, it's hard to teach creativity or trying to think outside the box. Yeah. And one of the things I would always say is like, what did we used to do before? Like, I mean, they were kids, but like for your parents with the TV, if the TV was too loud, what did, or they wanted to change the channel, what did they do in the old, like when right. they were kids? They had to yeah, stand they up, stand up and go get the room in. Right. <laughs> And it's like someone came up with just the idea of just getting a remote yeah. where you can just boom. Like it's a, it doesn't have to save the world. Like now every, every TV comes with it. We use it for everything, yeah. remotes for everything. So it doesn't have to be a huge thing that saves people's lives to come, yeah. come up with it and be creative there. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And then there's, there's problems all around you. <laughs> yeah. Any um, yeah. Good. No, I was go go ahead. No, I was just saying, and the the crazy thing is, is once you start, once you start one company, it's really easy to see other problems. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's really easy to to find problems around around you in situations, especially in your industry, and then it becomes a little easier. But the first one, you can rack your brain in a little bit, but once you get into it, it's not so bad. Do you see a third one on the on the horizon? Oh yeah. Yeah. oh yeah I, it's, it's already in the world. world yeah so i can't say too much about it yet no, but i'm teaming up with someone else um and we're basically um yeah we're basically teaming up for some my specialty and what i do um and then with the person's specialty and what what they do and we're kind of putting our heads together and making a business out of like one big, almost like a coaching business. Nice. That'd yeah. be huge. So, yeah. Um, 
And then so for how long did it take you before you started bringing people on to join you with the content creation side? A year and a half. And then did you have difficulties of releasing that creative control or that control? Because if they're the ones shooting it and doing this stuff, like and you were the one doing it all the time, did you have difficulty doing that and being more of the business side and the detail side or? No, not really. Um, I think the the pro the only problem that kind of arose from that was like current clients I had. They're like, oh, like you're not going to do our videos anymore. Mm -hmm. So we I kind of got that feedback a little bit. Um, but it's like I told I told them like I'm you know I'm not going to hire someone that I don't feel is going to be just as good or better than I am. You know all the the guys all the guys that work for me are are, are better at video than I am. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, why would I hire someone that's not as good as me yeah. or, or not, or not better than me? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. um, my job is to run, kind of run the business. I still do a lot of creative stuff. I still film, still photo. I'm still going and seeing clients and stuff every week, stuff like that. But, um, yeah, they, uh, they're better than I am for sure. Do you ever wish you were still doing that stuff? Or are you happy that it's kind of off your plate a little bit and you can kind of do the ones you want to do and then keep your head. I mean, I'm still, I still do quite a bit. Um, I probably will. I, I mean, I will as long as I, as long as I want to, you know, I, I, I still enjoy it and still enjoy making the videos. And, you know, there's some stuff where like, I'll kind of, I'll get those guys to do because it just, it's not worth my, my yeah. time to do it. It's not, it's, I can do so much other things other than just sit there and do busy, busy work, you know, corporate style mm -hmm. videos and, just putting some logos on and sending it out kind of thing. Like it's not worth my time to do that. But like a lot of the, you know, motorcycles, boats, and yeah, all the, all the fun stuff. I still do a lot of that. Now, when it comes to the creative side, if someone's trying to do like more of the real, like YouTube short, um, TikTok, Instagram reels, mm -hmm. what are some of the things that you, the most common mistakes or errors you see people doing when they're trying to create the content one of the big ones i always see is just like hey everyone and it's like that right there that's two seconds you already lost people yeah you have five seconds right yeah five five seconds is what it is to to lock someone in and there's a there's there's a lot of things like <laughs> there's there's a lot of things that go into that i mean there's so many there's so many that i i, I mean what's the most what's the most impactful i guess I think the biggest mistake that people make from like, at least from promoting businesses is always following that similar timeline. And what I mean by that is like a perfect example. I've used this in the past is, is restaurants. So a lot of times when you see people that are making promotional videos for restaurants, you kind of, they, they start outside, you see the scene and then you go inside and you see the restaurant and then you go in, and it's like this whole little timeline. And it's like, I don't care at like, no one wants to see that, not, not on a promotion, but not like when you're scrolling through TikTok, they want to see them like, so like, instead of just being all slow and go through this timeline, you like show them cooking food, have the sizzling so you can get that, you know, with some of your sensories going. And, mm -hmm. and I th that's a big one that where people like lose a lot of, of attention because it's just, it's boring. You know, it's the same thing that's been for so long. Um, that's one, like you said, like, Hey everyone, how it's like, scroll it's really easy to swipe up you know 
Um, (laughs) (laughs) So it's just getting people's attention, man. Like whether it's the music, you know, obviously the sound is a big one, you know, like having like Instagram, the sound and going in and finding ones that are trending. That's a huge thing. Like, and that's changed a lot for us because, you know, when we're making videos for YouTube and stuff like that, we're, you know, we're downloading stuff from all these different websites that Mm -hmm. really go with the, and like really go with the transitions and like really like big production type things. And then you go to Instagram and it's like a guy doing a motivational speech and it gets 7 million views. It's like, what? but it's changed. I mean, it's good for us because it doesn't take as much time, but it's still, it's crazy to kind of watch all that stuff unfold. I, yeah, I mean, I, I personally love it. I love how that stuff works. Like just the fact that you take the, what's the example I'm thinking of here is like that corn kid. Yeah. It's like someone interviewed the kid. Someone took it, made it a song and then look where it turned into. Yeah. You know, it's just like, or even some of these videos now where they're like 10 years old, someone takes it, makes a remix, and then that song becomes viral. And then it just opens up. I just love how that creativity yeah. opens up all of these doors. Yeah, it's crazy. Well, and Instagram is pushing it so much right now, too. Like, I mean, you can put like in the past, like you could you could post like a really cool photo and it would get a lot of attention. Now it won't do anything, you no. know, unless it's a real, you're not getting any attention on your stuff at all. Yeah. I- um I'm not even a big fan. Like, I don't even, I tell people to build it on TikTok first, mm-hmm. get, find a way to get rid of the watermark and then just reuse it on, on yeah. Instagram. Yeah. Because it's going to go further if you build it in TikTok, if I'm yeah. not mistaken, right? It depends. It depends. Like, we've had really good, we've had really good luck on Instagram. Um, you know, we have like, I mean, we have multiple videos we made for clients that have like 50, 60,000 views um you know thousands of likes stuff like that so we've done really good with instagram um i mean tiktok's not bad but a lot of the companies we deal with don't want tiktoks it's like i'll go into them i tell them like dude like look this is stuff we could be doing you know tiktok and just i'm like i'm like i'm not going to charge you extra for i'm going to use the same videos i'm using for each one yeah like no it's just kids i'm like no it's not like yeah well when it it first came out yeah it when it first came out but i think that's like the biggest thing you're saying there is like that education that they have to go through yeah that's why i kind of when i explain to people that instagram the way i generally explain it's like instagram's a social app Mm -hmm. where it's like in whoever's in your circle for the most part i mean instagram obviously will push it if it's a reel and it's good right but for the average person when you're making a reel it's really only gonna get pushed to the people in your circle Right. TikTok is the complete opposite. It's like, it's always out facing. Yeah. It's like, whoever's interested in whatever you're making videos on, they're yeah. the ones you're going to see. And at the end of the day, we're making this stuff for people that don't know we exist to find it. Yeah. And yeah. once you explain it like that, I find that they're like, okay. And I'm like, okay, now build it on TikTok and then just reuse it on Instagram and see what it does. Or, yeah, I don't know. It's so interesting. And now with YouTube doing their, shorts shorts yeah it's yeah. gonna be interesting but yeah i'm interested to see where that's going i have a feeling that's going to be an advertising gold mine oh they did they just opened it up too right mm-hmm. yeah because youtube was very very underrated for ads to begin with 
<laughs> now look at it. Yeah, exactly. Okay, like, I, are you I a think follower of Mr. Beast? Do you like him? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the amount yeah. of money that guy brings in. And he's a genius with it too, where, or the example I always give of why people should be on all these platforms, then use the Gary Vee approach where it's, I think he calls it like the 80, 20. Yeah. He's like, you put 80% of your energy into like one or two. And then the other 20, you just do the bare minimum. Right. Where it's like, you want to be showing up on all of them. Cause if I look at like the Paul brothers, like Logan and Jake and like David Dobrik, they got really popular on Vine. But then they also had a YouTube channel that they weren't even pushing, but they had it. And then some of their fans were following them on there. And Mm -hmm. then when Vine disappeared, they had like a 10,000 follower head start on all the other people that then had to go on and figure out YouTube. Yeah. It's like they were that much further ahead. And now look at them compared to everyone else. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy, man. I love it. I mean, I think the social media thing, it has a lot of downsides, but uh, yeah. It's it's fun to play with. From a personal side, it, it is a it is a shithole. From a business side, it, it is awesome. You know what I mean? I mean, I mean, really, like from a business side, it's awesome. From a personal side, again, I think I go back and I watch like the Mr. Beast videos, and it just like it gets me going. Sometimes yeah. I'll watch and I'll scroll through some of these videos, and it just gets me excited. The I wish I had more time to do more photography. Mm-hmm. Since we've started this, I've kind of taking a backseat right. but um i would go through and i'd watch like peter mckinnon and maddie hapoya and like yeah. all of these guys and i'd be like okay i'm ready to go grab my camera and go out or now that <laughs> nice that's back casey yeah he's back in new york making vlogs at least on a weekly basis now oh wow and it's like that gets me i'm like i should create a vlog. like it gets me going but right yeah um, that's awesome man what are some of the big things you see coming now? I mean, you said you mentioned YouTube Shorts. Do you see any? Do you think anything else is like big trend? Not, I mean, obviously, trend, I mean, obviously, stories, stories that aren't going anywhere. I think that's a big thing. The first thing people do when they get on Instagram or whatever is go straight to stories now. So that's definitely a, that's definitely somewhere from an advertising side to be too. Do you create videos just for stories? Mm-hmm. So you're creating videos for TikTok, like the typical reels, but you're also doing stuff specifically just for stories. Mm-hmm. Sure are. What kind of stuff do you find perform? Like, what's the really difference well. between them? So, the big thing with stories is it's repetition. You know, it's getting getting my clients in front of their clients over and over again, right? So instead of making doing run doing like a video for ads or making a typical reel or something like that um you know where you you can potentially you were the whole goal is to reach outside of your network when you're doing stories you're reaching inside your network mm-hmm. um i mean it can go outside but for the most part you're reaching inside your network and it's just pushing that stuff on a weekly basis so you're constantly in front of your the you know the client's you're constantly in front of the clients that in the front of their clients whatever but that's kind of the difference, you know, with the reels, you're staying within your network and you're basically just pushing out content, staying consistent with it. And then mm-hmm. from the posts and the ads and the reels and stuff like that, you're trying to get outside. Huh. I didn't, 
that's interesting. Yeah, now I'm kind of going through how do how do I use how do I use my stories? Mm-hmm. And they can be used for anything. I mean, it's sometimes like depending on what it is, like we'll use them more of like a personal thing. So like mm-hmm. if, it's, if it's the owner of the business, we'll have them they'll kind of talk a little bit of what they have going on in the week, or they walk around the shop, or they walk around the you know the the medical office, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Um, or there's other times, like there's other ones where we'll actually make full on like videos and just make it specifically for, for reels. Yeah. And then, I mean, not reels, I'm sorry for stories. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and one other question that just kind of came to mind is, do you think, when do you think is the proper time that someone should start utilizing like social media and creating content for their business? Like. I come across a lot of business owners that are just starting off at the beginning and they kind of want to do everything that you're doing right out of the gate. Like, do you think that makes sense? Do you recommend that people should be going at full force right when they start? Or is there like a specific time in that journey of starting a business when they should really start pushing it? Obviously they should be doing some sort of social media, at least the bare minimum when they're starting. But when should they really bring it like put their foot on the pedal a little bit or call you that depends on the question that depends on the company um but i would typically say start your social media before you even start your company Mm. you know so and the reason i say that is because social media is advertising now you know that's kind of where you're building your brand that's kind of where you're building everything if you start sending people to your website you start going to networking events and you have three posts on your social media account what do you think they're going to do oh yeah (laughs) yeah you know what i mean so if you have them if you have a vision if you have something that you want to start start making content now start doing even if it's photos even if it's just you talking and uploading it as a reel whatever it is if even if you just have a cell phone do whatever it is whatever you have with do whatever you can with whatever you got and start it now and that way, when you do make the company live and you have a website and you start advertising, you start networking and stuff like you do all the time, you're networking with everyone I've ever seen in my life. But, um, you know, that way, like once you're at that point, you already have, you know, an archive of stuff that you can go back to. Yeah. And then what's your advice on? So often people will say, I can't start the podcast social media whatever because it's not perfect I, I can't post it like what's your advice on that like because if you try to aim for perfection you never you never get it anywhere. you never yeah you gotta it's like back to what i said you gotta start where you are with what you have and you gotta be willing to suck you know i mean i, I promise you that for for a long time the first <laughs> of the videos i made were terrible you know what i mean i wouldn't show them to anybody but you know, you, you gotta be willing, you gotta be willing to suck and you gotta, and, and I feel like that's something that us entrepreneurs are really good at as we know, like, okay, we're not good at this, but we're going to get better. You know what I mean? Um, Some of us, some of us, I know plenty of people that are perfectionists and they struggle. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's definitely a problem. And sometimes they don't like to hear it, but a lot of times it's an ego thing. Mm. You know, it's a, your yeah. ego is standing in the way of what you want to do. You have to put your ego aside if you want to be successful um, because you are going to suck at what you do. You know what I mean? There's no way around it. Like, um, look, at the, look at like the first versions of like 
when people started doing podcasts, whether it's like Joe Rogan or whoever, yeah. they weren't great videos. No. And then they, or if you look at like Marquise Brown or again, go back to Mr. Beast or PewDiePie or any of these people that started, yeah. go back to their first video. Yeah. And, and I mean, and when I, and when I say the ego, that has a lot to do with business in general, not just, not just starting it from a social media standpoint. I mean, that's, you know, a lot of, a lot of the reason why people stay in the position they're in is they play the victim mentality or they let their ego get in play. Like, well, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to make less money than what I'm making right now. Not, not thinking that in two years you can make six times what you're making sitting in your shitty office desk. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I mean, there's nothing I'm, Oh, I'm sorry. I'm not going to say there's nothing wrong with that. Like some people just love coming working nine to five, being yeah. off and being done with it. That's, that's not who we are. What's well, the stability too. I mean, it's a, it's a lifestyle and it works for some people. I mean, it worked for me. Yeah. And I think I never thought I'd be in the situation I'm in now. I yeah. never thought it took me until I was 30. Well, it's like I said, at the very beginning, you don't know you're an entrepreneur until you're already an entrepreneur. I guess that's true. I backed in. <laughs> but then going back to the practice, like the progress over perfection. Yeah. A lot of people talk about podcasting mm. and at first I was one of them too. I was like, Oh, I, I need to get all this stuff and X, Y, Z. I want to have a better camera. I mean, granted mm -hmm. I shoot on my Sony, mm -hmm. but I wanted the overhead lamp, like just the backdrop and everything. Right. And it's like, I just throw up this. I'm recording on zoom. Yeah. And then you get it going and it, it will improve over time. Hopefully I can get a studio and whatnot, but yeah, it's like, you gotta, you gotta start somewhere. Yeah, for sure. man. yeah, for sure. It's, um, and be consistent. Don't just do one or, or, uh, yeah, that's, or that's five, you know, is, um, <laughs> yeah. not just do like, you know, a handful of them be like, man, that was, a, that was a good run. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean I th again, if you go back to like Mr. Beast, I don't know if you know his story. Have you ever watched his interviews? Not really. Are you familiar with Colin and Samir? Yes. So they did an interview with Mr. Beast. It's like 40 okay. minutes long. It's, it's really good. Go and watch there. Cause then he, is a genius at breaking down YouTube videos. Like he can just look at the whole retention rate and he breaks right. it all down. But essentially I think it took Mr. Beast from almost 10 years before he started getting traction. And he That's was crazy. doing it in like, in, and through high school and all this stuff. That's why some of the first videos he actually like was watching himself watch paint dry. Yeah. Like that was a video we're counting to a hundred thousand. <laughs> it's like, those are so <laughs> stupid videos, but it got some traction and he made some money and he's actually the one that started the getting, I think it was honey offered him $5,000 to make a video. And he's like, no, give me 10. And they're like, no, five. And he's like, no, give me 10. I'll give it all away. And they didn't believe him. And he's the one that started that whole trend of going to like, random people I he went to some guy in, in the street and offered him 10,000 I didn't have a home right give him 10,000 cash there that's crazy but I, I don't know that's a whole nother topic we could yeah. start a whole Colin and Samir show yeah but um no thank you we're running out of time here but thank you so much for your time Hunter if someone mm -hmm. wanted to reach out follow you contact you what's the best way they can do that uh easiest just go to my website it's got all my social medias and all that stuff on there which is hpdesignsga.com 
Um, and then from there, we can connect however. I mean, all my social media, my email, my phone number, all that stuff's in there. That, well, awesome, Hunter. I really loved this conversation. And I mean, we'll be in touch still. And thank you so much for your time. Yeah, man. Talk to you soon. Thank you. Thanks, bud.